This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie uh, most interviews on this programme tend to focus very much on the business end of things and I suppose that's only natural as the bottom line is after all a business programme but we rarely get an opportunity to delve deeper so we thought we'd do something to allow us to do that to delve a bit deeper and get a chance and to allow you a chance to get to know people you may have come across in business a bit better so we're starting a new feature which we'll bring to you on at least a monthly basis we, we don't know if it's going to be actually weekly really it's not going to be weekly but we will bring it to you relatively regularly. It's going to be called 20 Questions, and simply all I do is ask uh, our particular guests 20 questions. So yesterday, I met with our first guest via Zoom for the inaugural 20 Questions feature on the bottom line, and I started by asking him to tell him tell us his name, where he lives, where he works, and his job. Have a listen. Uh, Declan Doyle, I live in Carlow. I work at the Institute of Technology in Carlow, where I am the Vice President for Development and Research. And were you born in Carlow, Declan, or where are you from? No, I'm a proud yellow belly. I was born and reared just outside of New Rasson County, Wexford. And tell us about your family when you were growing up. Yeah, I'm the eldest of five. I have uh, a brother, John, and three sisters, Murray, Don, and Cairn. Uh, my parents, Seamus and Mary, I'm lucky to still have both of them. They're aged 88, and they got their first vaccine shot last week. And tell us a bit about your education. Uh, I went to the CBS in Uras and uh, did my leaving cert there. I didn't go straight to college, as most people do now. This is back in 1979. And um, I... Later on, uh, I went to uh, the University of Limerick, just as it became UL, uh, back in 89 I did a diploma in business studies, came to Carlow then to do my degree in marketing, went to UCD for my master's, and I'll finish my doctorate in May with the University of Bath. So I'm an example of lifelong learning. Who had the greatest influence on your career path? Uh, well, definitely my wife Anne-Marie, um, because we're together since uh, 1985, and so she's helped manoeuvre me along the uh, career path uh, through the, the various uh, ups and downs. And like even, say, within college here, like I've moved position a number of times, so her advice has always set me on the right path. And what's the favourite thing that you have about your career? Um, I, I think like, this sounds a little bit twee, but... Um, like my sister recently did a family tree back to the 19th century, uh, early 19th century. And there's a huge tradition in my family of public service. And public service is a really important value uh, to me. Like there's teachers and guards right down along the line. Like my sister is a nurse in Wexford. My brother's in DCU. My another sister and my son are both involved in politics. My wife's a teacher. My father was a teacher. My grandfather was a teacher. So the notion of public service and doing the right thing for the right reasons for the right people is a really important value to me. Can you tell us about the most important or a defining moment in your career? Yeah, this is going to, uh, again, uh, it's a strange answer, but back in July 1995, um, I had a, my own business at the time and I was sort of, I wanted to top up my business diploma to a degree. It was just something that was just sort of bugging me, something I wanted to do. So Anne-Marie came down to the college to get a prospectus. And walking across the campus, now remember this is July, so there wouldn't be too many people around. 
she bumped into a man who became a great friend and a mentor to me uh, in work and outside, particularly in rugby, a man called Mark Atright. And Mark helped me to enroll on the marketing degree, uh, which he was a lecturer on. Um, when I came back to Carlo a number of years later as a lecturer, we shared an office. I was his manager for a short length of time. I was his assistant at underage rugby. Uh, but obviously I wasn't much good as an assistant because he advised me to take up refereeing instead. Um, and Mark, unfortunately, he passed away from motor neuron back in November 2015. But like, Mark was definitely had a huge impact. Uh, on me and that was a very defining moment from back in 1995. Can you tell us about your typical working day Declan? Um, I suppose I absolutely love the job I have at the moment and one of the things I love about it is I don't have a really typical working day. Um, My department has four uh, sections to it. Uh, We have research supports, postgraduate studies, communications and the international office. So a typical day would involve all four to greater or lesser extents. And so like one of the big changes to my life since COVID struck is not traveling to our international partners. In a normal year, I'd spend 12 to 15 weeks abroad, mainly in China and Malaysia, but also across the EU. Uh, These days, because of Zoom and MS Teams and all the rest of it, we can have long days because we can be on a call now to China or Malaysia early in the morning, but we also have partners then in, in Toronto and out in Vancouver. So those uh, are evening meetings. Um, also, I would do a lot of the external engagement work with the County Councils, Enterprise Ireland, the IDA, etc. Um, but I have to say the majority of time right now is spent on work attached to the University Project for the Southeast. Uh, just this week, we've just had an advisory panel in to review our application before we send it on to the Minister in uh, April and like we've hundreds of people now literally across the two colleges we've literally hundreds of people working on the project and we're building up really good relationships with uh, people in waterford so like that that's the typical day now is working on the university project what do you value most in a colleague uh their support for other colleagues i think like that's really important that that shows whether a team is actually functioning as a team whether they whether they support each other and also an openness to change uh, because of the nature of the work that we do with international partners and enterprise agencies, etc., we have to be able to react to to, uh, to change. So, an openness to change is is vital in in, in my um, in my department. How do you deal with setbacks and overcome challenges, Declan? Um, I do stress about things, um, but I use exercise as a de-stressor. Um, I run, and I use that word very advisedly. I run about fifty kilometres a week. I a long run at the weekend and some shorter ones uh, during the week um, I, I do some gym classes so I just give a shout out to uh, to Caroline O'Shea and, and uh, Keith Heary in, in Supreme Fitness they're doing a super job keeping people focused and motivated you know in spite of the gym being closed for most of the past year uh, they're really helping to build resilience in people and uh, I like hill walking I like getting away to some place where there is no phone signal Okay what's the proudest achievement in your career? Uh, the proudest achievement of my career is on the future horizon and that's the first of the first 22 and having the establishment of a university here in the southeast that will be the pinnacle of my career what advice would you give to people starting out in their careers be open be honest with people behave ethically and take pride in yourself and in your work and how do you like to relax Declan 
But apart from exercise, uh, I do enjoy a night out in a good restaurant with good company and a nice bottle of wine. Uh, I'm spoiled when it comes to food currently, as my wife is a fantastic cook. She's a home economics teacher in the Presentation College here in Carlo, and she's uh, an amazing cook. And she has passed that skill on to our son, Rory, who moved back to Carlo just before COVID. So whether in our house or in Rory's house with my daughter, Naomi, um, I'm guaranteed good food and good wine. And tell us about your favourite holiday destination. Uh, we have a home in Spain. Uh, we have had now for over 20 years. So I love to visit Spain and use our home as a base to travel around other parts of Spain. Uh, I, I think it's an amazing country. Uh, I love the lifestyle. I love their, their culture, their language, their food and all that. Um, two other standouts would be for our 30th wedding anniversary. We went to Cuba and we had an amazing time with amazing people in Cuba. And Maudie is from South Africa. So we were there for their wedding. And, and again, it's an amazing country and someplace I want to go back and visit again. What has the pandemic made you realise? Um, I'll break it down into two, John, uh, professionally and personally. Professionally, some things happened overnight that would have taken years in a normal planning cycle. Uh, like a year ago this week, we had to flip to online teaching. And the amount of work that was needed by the lecturers, by our professional service staff, by the academic council, and by the students to deliver the learning outcomes and to do the exams in an online world, like that was a credit to everybody. Um, like the priority for us here in college at the time and always is that the quality of the programs we deliver has to be as we've agreed with our partners and our stakeholders. So to make sure that in spite of changing the delivery method, the degrees that the students got last year and this year are exactly the same level as any other year. And from a personal point of view, uh, it's about people. I really feel for the thousands of people bereaved in the last year, and not just the families bereaved by COVID. Um, like there was a, a thing on the news just one day this week that over 25,000 people have died from non-COVID reasons since March 2020. And all of those people, plus the people bereaved by COVID, we've all, all been denied the rituals of death and loss that are a big part of our culture and our lives. So like writing a condolence on RIP.ie, that can't compare to a handshake, an arm around the shoulder, a quiet chat over a pint about the person who's gone. I think like that has definitely impacted me. If you had a magic wand, Declan, what would you do with it? Uh, I don't think I'd go back 30 years and whatever. Uh, my life has had ups and downs just like everybody's, but that's what makes you. So if I had a magic wand, I'd use it to uh, speed up the vaccine supply chain or do something to address uh, so something that's wrong for people who don't have rather than people who do have. So whether that's health, providing a home for the people who don't have a home, security for the people who are insecure in their, in their lives, whoever it happens to be. I think that, that, that's what I would do with a magic wand. Tell us something about yourself that might surprise us, Declan. The, uh, something that raises an eyebrow always is I'm a lifelong Leeds United fan. And finally, uh, tell us what's your favourite <laughs> piece of music. Uh, I'm a Bruce Springsteen fan, so I'm listening to his latest album, Letter to You. Uh, I'm listening to that a lot these days. I think it's a really strong album. Uh, the lyrics really resonate with me at the moment. So, uh, yeah, anything from Bruce. Some 
I'd love to play that piece of music. Bruce Springsteen, uh, Letter to You. That f- piece of music chosen by uh, Declan Doyle, our first uh, guest on our new uh, piece that we're going to be bringing you, hopefully, on a regular basis, which is called 20 Questions. KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie